Welcome to the podcast. Pilates for PTs, from business to clinical. Hi, y'all. My name is Stephen Dunn. I co-own Core Therapy and Pilates in Austin, Texas, and I'm the founder of Pilates for PTs. I've been a physical therapist for over 20 years, and I've been teaching Pilates and Gyrotonic in my physical therapy practice for the last 15 years. In this podcast, I interview experts from all over the world so that you can learn more on how to grow your business or how to improve your clinical skills as a Pilates instructor in the physical therapy world. Thanks for listening. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome. Welcome. My name is Stephen Dunn, and I'm the founder of Pilates for PTs. And today I have a very special guest on our live podcast through our Facebook group. I got Mr. Will Boyd, actually Dr. Will Boyd in the house. And I want to tell a quick story of how I know Will. And that's going to lead into basically segue into our discussion today. Um, I met Will virtually probably two and a half years ago by taking one of his courses, one of his online courses about uh, marketing and Facebook marketing and digital marketing. And I think it might've been one of your like first course that you'd ever launched. And I believe it might've been the second time or third time you'd ever launched it when I took it. I don't remember those details, but it's something like that. And then we met in person a year ago, right around now at an event with Greg Todd, uh, SSPT, which is now SSHC. And We've met once in person, had some conversations in person, known each other digitally for about two and a half years. And through that, I invited him to come on and have a discussion. So with that said, I just want to welcome you, Will, and thank you for your time, man. Oh, Stephen, so happy to be here. I'm just flattered and honored that that you would invite me to speak with uh, your group. And um, also just crazy to think that, yeah, it was a year ago that we met in person. It's just, you know... when you say it out loud, it's like, oh, it's not that long ago, but it feels like forever ago. And I think with everything that's going on right now, just time is just like going on forever. So I'm so happy to be here. It's so cool to see your business grow, how much it's grown, uh, both in the the brick and mortar side and then coaching people. So I'm I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, man. And and I was just, I I was inspired. Hey, Andy just hopped on. What's up, Andy? Um, I was inspired last week. I was watching one of your shows, one of your, you're just a live you did with yourself. You know, you mm-hmm. weren't talking with anybody, but your audience. And, and I heard you give a message and it was just really cool. And I started writing down some notes. I, I, I called it on the replay so I could pause it and back it up. And I started going through and I actually wrote down, you know, I wrote down a, a, a handful of notes, which I was like, I, I like this stuff. And let me, let me tell you, I've heard all of this stuff before. But it was just something that day. I was like, oh, this is really great. I like this. I'm going to re-listen to this. But what it really made me do is it made me say, you know, Will and I were talking about a year ago about getting together to do a podcast. And life got in the way. Busyness got in the way. And it didn't happen. And now with the pandemic and with the shift, everyone has shifted or is shifting or should be shifting to an online product, a digital product. And we had started shifting years ago. But we're still new, even though we've been shifting to that side for years, we're still new to that. It's still new to us to have that offerings because we're in brick and mortar clinic. But with that said, I, I, I'm I'm so excited to have you on to share your knowledge because I feel like all physical therapists need to be thinking this way. And a lot of our circle, they're already thinking that way. We're, we're coming from the same circle. But there's other people out there that, that aren't thinking that way. So with that said, when you had did your video, it moved me to reach back out to you because you challenge people to, to, to reach out to people and reach out to people without the expectations that they're going to re- that they're going to respond to you. 
And it was very, it was just great because I kind of, I think I'd always kind of reach out to people expecting a response. And when I went into, it was just the, that one little thing you said, where it's just like, I just reached out to about 10 people that day. It wasn't as many as you said, but I reached out to people with no expectations. And it was such a, it was just awesome. And it was very easy. You, you were like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And so with that said, here we are. And my question to start this off is now that we're in this pandemic and PTs are, are shifting to an online presence, what would be your tips, a few tips for, for that physical therapist that doesn't have any experience in the digital world? What, what would be a couple tips, a couple things to think about? Mm-hmm. And if you want to tell people why I'm asking you this, a little bit about your background, how I, I think that would be good. If you want to tell a little bit about your background and then go into that question. Sure, I'd be happy to. Yeah, so so like you said, I'm I'm actually I am a physical therapist. I have my doctorate degree in physical therapy. I graduated uh, December of 2016, so a little three and a half years ago. I graduated from PT school. Um, I started my first job as a PT probably exactly three years ago, uh, right around this time, doing home health care, and I did that for a year and a half. Uh, but when I was in PT school, I was kind of frustrated. I felt like. I'd gone to clinical rotations. I thought I was going to be an outpatient orthopedic uh, manual therapist. I was going to get my, certi- you know, my my OCS, and I was going to do magic and crack people's backs. and And people would be like, "You're the per- you're the man." I got to send people from like people fly in from all over the world to come see me. My ego was just like going to be, you know, so huge. These were kind of the plans that I had in my mind. I love it. Until my first rotation, I, I worked for a private practice owner, um, and I, I noticed that. The only we, we there'd be really big gaps where we didn't have patients, and I just kept sitting there thinking like, well, why is that? And I didn't understand anything about business, right? And part of the reason I took this on was because I was interested in potentially having a practice of my own one day. And I quickly learned that just because you're an amazing PT doesn't mean that people are going to come through your door. In fact, that's a whole separate entity compared to your skills, right? And do that's I right. think that having really good skills tends to lead to more patients? Absolutely. Like I think it makes word of mouth powerful. I think that. People want to come see you. However, we have zero control over word of mouth outside of trying to incentivize people to do that, which which we can talk about in all kinds of ways. Uh, but I, I learned in that moment, I was like, wow, I just wanted to be really good at a P, as a PT, do magic on people. But the job that I wanted to have, which was own a business, was the opposite. This guy was just spending all this time trying to go find people. So meeting with doctors, uh, doing like, uh, BNI meetings, would go to BNI meetings with him, local chamber of commerce stuff, trying to drum up enough business for him to treat people. And while he's doing that, that took away time from him to go find more people so there wouldn't be downtimes. And it just started to really make me think like, well, what's, what is this business thing that we're doing, right? Like as physical therapists, we're told just be really good at what you do. And that'll lead to, if you want to start your own thing, that'd be great. It's like, well, yeah, but if, if you don't know how to go get people to come to you, how, how does it matter how good you are? And, and I learned, I watched people, like I watched uh, my next rotations. I really paid attention to like the business side of it and watching people who maybe weren't incredible manual therapists, but were really great with people. And that those patients always wanted to come back to them. And then there was somebody who was uh, incredible at manual therapy and people wouldn't want to come see them because they weren't really good at communicating with people. Yeah. And I just started to notice it wasn't a direct correlation. And I, and I started to see that, you know, value comes in different forms, but ultimately if you're going to have a business, you have to be able to reach people and draw them into your world. And I watched this guy 
you know, go everywhere trying to find patients, do all this stuff. And I just kept thinking like, but they're already on the internet all the time. Like I know they're all on Facebook spending time. I know they're all on Instagram. Part of the reason I knew that is because he and the other PT would be on Instagram in our off time. I was like, I know we're all here. And so it really just made my brain start thinking, well, how can I learn about these things? And then I was frustrated at school. And to make a long story short, I was frustrated at school. I wasn't getting an answer because they didn't own businesses and they didn't practice. They were teachers. And, uh, and so I uh, eventually started a podcast while I was in school, uh, trying to find answers from people who could help me understand both physical therapy, about life, about business, about like essentially how to create a career. And it took me down this wormhole of learning about websites for the podcast and then about Facebook and getting your word out on Facebook led to advertising. And from then on, um, about a year and a half ago, I was able to leave physical therapy and uh, my business partner and I, Alex Ingar, started uh, a uh, online education business teaching physical therapists how to get clients. We, have our, we had our own agency at the time. We were, we were actually doing advertising for clinics uh, and doing really well. Uh, and then just the demand was too high for clients that we moved into online education. So that's the long story of the background. Yes. Yeah. And then I totally forgot, Stephen, the, the actual question. I should have asked that question first and then went to <laughs> my, my original question. So it's all good. So my question is for the physical therapist or what we've learned, not just the physical therapist, but since we are physical therapists, the physical therapist that is struggling right now hmm. COVID and the realities of what's going on, and maybe they're in lockdown, maybe they're not. I'm not in lockdown, but I don't have a lot of clients ready to come in uh, physically yet. Um, I'm still having some about half virtual and half in-house. So my question is, is if you're a physical therapist, what are the first things to consider and to think about whenever you start going into an online business? Mm, perfect. Yeah. So, you know, what's really funny is that I, I, obviously doing online business a lot, I think a lot about this and, and it's What's funny is it's no different than an in-person business, right? We have to be able to understand who are the people that we want to serve and who can we help. And ideally, that should go around the problems that you already know how to successfully solve. So if that's back pain, right? Okay, well, people with back pain, right? Or neck pain, people with back pain. And we look at the internet and we're like, ah, what is this? Like, the cool thing is there's never been like an easier time in human history to find people who have back pain that live near you or neck pain that live near you. There are these amazing things called blogs. There's these amazing things called Facebook groups. There are these things called Instagram pages where you can literally type in the hashtag your town name and go find people who are doing like fitness in your space or weight loss journey, your town, right? And you can go find these people who are dealing with problems. And so that's the first part. And this is just business in general. Where's my ideal person, right? Where, who are they and where do they spend time? Now in local community, right? It might have been a Pilates place, right? Like, so it might have been a Pilates studio. It might have been, um, if you like working with older adults, you know, community centers or senior citizen homes or uh, different clubs or groups, right? If it's uh, active men who golf, obviously country clubs or golf courses, right? Like pretty, pretty self-explanatory where you would go to find your people. Well, the cool thing is they've all identified themselves online as well. And this is where I think, uh, we get so confused is, yeah, but online, like, I don't know them. They don't know me. Yeah. In real life, they don't know you either. Like, it's no different. Like, it's not yeah. like you're like, Hey, people be like, Hey, who are like, we've never met. What are you doing? Right. And what I like to tell people is you have to, you have to remember that, uh, 
I don't know about in your world, Stephen, but in my world, almost every sale that I ever make, every client, customer sale that I ever make starts with some type of conversation. And if we can't start a conversation, you might as well not be in business in a lot of ways, right? And so conversations can come in many forms. That can literally be like reaching out to someone. Hey, Stephen, uh, I saw you uh, at the store the other day. I know we don't know each other. I just want to introduce myself. My name's Will. I'm a physical therapist. That's one way to start a conversation. Another way might be, hey, I'll make a video and someone will see it. And that's a that's what I would call more of an indirect conversation. It's more one way to someone, right? Versus back and forth. Sure. And when we're looking online, the first thing you have to you have to understand the rules of online. And so this is this is critical because what you'll do is post a video on YouTube. You get really nervous and you're like, ah, this is crazy. You put it up there and three people see it and you go, the internet doesn't work. This online world doesn't work, right? Well, that would be like setting up a store in the desert and expecting that you are going to make 50 sales today. It's just not going to work. Like you have to understand the land. There's a reason why you don't build a PT clinic uh, in the middle of the ocean. Nobody lives in the middle of the ocean. You don't even know how many people ever even come by on a boat in the ocean, right? Like where would you build it? Well, the main street where all the people drive by. Well, the same thing goes with the internet. Where do people spend time, right? So you want to look at if I'm if I'm doing this, where the where do I get the best bang for my buck? Well, definitely Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn right now are the three places where you can actually go start conversations with people. Now, I know this freaks people out, but I'm telling you, if you reach out to 50 people that you don't know, but you find them in a Facebook group that's like Austin golfers, people who golf in Austin, type it in Facebook. You'll find groups. I promise you. If you live in a town that's more than 15,000 people big, you will find Facebook groups of almost anything. Moms of that town, dads of that town, golfers of that town, tennis players of that town, Pilates goers of that town. You will find them everywhere. And And so basically, I want to reiterate something. We're talking about an online business. And one of the first things you said is start a conversation. And which maybe with your voice <laughs> and, not, and it is your voice in many situations. So that's, that's so interesting because whenever people say I'm going v- digital, almost like there's this idea that they're going to be less hands on with the conversation. So I find that fascinating. And I, I think that's something I want to just resonate on a moment. And, and people hear that this, a digital business an online business starts with a conversation. Now he did mention an indirect video. But the direct interaction, you know, it can be a Facebook message. It can be other things, but it also has a really you have a much higher chance of it being on the phone. You have a much better result if you're on the phone with them. So I just wanted to reiterate that conversations, even though we're talking about a digital business. So awesome. Continue on, my friend. Yeah. And and honestly, you know, if you if you're a local business and you want more local customers, like if you still get the yellow book or the yellow pages, you can run a digital business by calling people on the phone. Uh, if we look at a digital business, right? What is a digital business? It just literally means that whatever is delivered is done digitally or virtually. And honestly, you can have an online business that's just done over the phone. Like it, it, it just means that you're not face-to-face with someone when I say, when I talk about online and you look at, you know, people are always like, oh, I just need, I, I just need to get in front of more local people. And it's like, Dude, if you can get access to the Yellow Pages, I'm sure the Yellow Pages would love to sell you a copy. Like they probably would be like, yes, thank you, a new customer, right? Like you can probably buy it for 15, 20 bucks. That is literally a list of local people, all the local people in your town who have put their name in the Yellow Pages. Like 
That's it. Those are all the people you would ever need to build your business. Those are all people who said, yep, I live in this area. Here's my name and here's my phone number. Like what else would you need? You want to build a business fast? Literally pick up the yellow pages. Hi, Sarah, this is Steven from so-and-so uh, clinic. And um, yeah, I was just curious if, if you or anyone you know has back pain who need help. Nope. Okay. Hey, Ryan, this is, you did that all day. I promise you, your business would change. hundred um, percent. But the thing is, most people are afraid of being rejected. Most people are afraid that, well, what if I feel weird or seem weird or, or, or people don't like me for doing that. And that's a whole nother conversation that we've got to get into, which is kind of like our own personal beliefs and, and, and what we're actually afraid to do because guys, every, this is the crazy thing. I have to tell this to physical therapists, every industry, every industry in the world that has corporations, they not only do this like once a day, they have an entire department of people who do this 40 hours a week every single week for 50 hours or 50 weeks a year. It pays a salary. As a salary, their entire job. Some of these people are on auto dialers. It's just literally going through a list. It's calling all day. And we're like, oh, I would never do that. And it's like, well, there's a reason why our industry hasn't grown to where it could be. We're not willing to do the things that other businesses are willing to do to grow. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Whereas in, in my business, anyone that we've reached out to has typically already raised their hand. You know, they've opted in for something. They've reached out in some way. And therefore, at a time like this, where we're getting less opt-ins, um, we're still getting some opt-ins. And I'm getting people that are reaching out to me from my personal relationships, people that I've known forever that know what I do because I put myself out there and I tell people what I do and I let people know what I do. Um, I've gotten people reaching out, but as far as like all those opt-ins that I have available on my website and all these places where people can find me, I'm not really getting a whole lot of people raising their hand right now. So I like that idea about just cold calling people. Now, the other day on your live, you mentioned the uh, getting into a Facebook group to kind of find people and find audiences and build your audiences within a Facebook group. You've already mentioned Facebook groups for anything in your town that you're interested in. Can you go into a little bit more detail about that? About let's say someone is like, all right, I, I want to start a, a back pain challenge and I, and I want to go find some people that I could offer this course to. Um, what, how would you go and would you go to that uh, Facebook group and start putting your link to the uh, in the comments to your challenge or would you approach it a little differently? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so here's, here's the best thing not to do, right? The thing <laughs> not to do is get accepted into the group and then, essentially shout, you know, I mean, just think about, I think this is where people go wrong. They don't understand that, that online is no different than in person in the way we behave. Some people think that it gives them some freedom to just do whatever they want. And like, it's some playground, right? These are communities. These are places people spend time. Someone actually spent time to organize it and to like make it run. And it would be like showing up to think about if you showed up to like a, a community event meeting, right? And there's like 30 people in a circle, all talking, taking, you know, taking turns to talk, listen to one another, provide feedback. And then you just show up, pull up a chair and you're like, Hey, what's up? My name is Will. I want to tell you everything about me and my business and what I do. What's up? Here's the link. Come on, let's go. Everyone in that circle, assuming they were like normal people would be like, turned off this guy. Like <laughs> we got to get this guy out of here, man. Like yeah. this is not how we operate. Right. And so you have to look at it from a, like, how would how would a normal human person behave in that? Well, you'd you'd ask, hey, is it is it okay if I pull up a chair? Like, so you, you pull up a chair. That's just invite asking to join the group. Can I pull up a chair? 
right? And then what do you do? Well, are you going to be the first person to raise your hand? You don't even know what the questions are yet. You don't even know what people are talking about. You're just going to be like, you don't right. have context yet, right? Like, you, why would anyone call on you? And so you want to do is be a listener and you're just going to sit there and you're going to participate. You're going to, if someone makes a point and you feel like you can help out, you just say, hey, yeah, okay, that sounds great. Here's what I would do. And I would say, and you're just going to hang out. And you're not going to post about your services. If anything, you're going to post questions about your own help that you need help with. Or you're going to post questions that aren't leading towards you doing business, right? A group is not your place to do business. If you have your own group, it can be your place to have to do your own business. If you don't, what you want to do is use your personal channel. So your personal profile on Facebook or Instagram uh, or LinkedIn. And you want to connect with those people. So you want to send them friend requests. And I know for a lot of people, it's like, but we're not friends. And I get it, right? And this is where it's a mindset shift of, I don't use Facebook for personal stuff. Like if I want my parents to see pictures, I just text it to them. If I want my grandparents to see things, I'll email it to them. But but we're all on Facebook. And like, that's cool. There's also ways you can make settings in Facebook. There's things you can make called lists where you friend people and you put people into a list. So if they're only business people that you want to do business with, you can make a post and say, only show to business people. You can totally do that too. Uh, but beyond that, I would say it's a deeper conflict, which is I don't want my personal and business life to be together. And I always tell people, look, do you want the life you want? Or do you want the life that other people feel okay with you having? And if you're tied into that, that's okay. Just don't complain when you don't have the life you want because you weren't willing to do the stupid little things like change your Facebook personal profile into your business business operating mechanism when you want a business that can give you time freedom and, and, and financial freedom. Because I always tell people this, if that's the case, if you're afraid to do that, just think about how much control this stupid little social media platform has over your life and what people think of you. If you're not willing to make that shift, really sit there and think about how much control this little silly social media platform thing has over you. And I guess that's my big thing right now is I want, I want people to get control over it and not be controlled by it. I love that. I love it. So it can be something that's a good use of your time instead of a, a, a suck of your time, a drain of your time. Right. And, and Facebook can certainly drain your time. Um, but for me, Facebook has become like my, my business news page, my business newspaper yep. where like every day, like, you know, and, and, and it has some personal stuff. Like it has the sports that I love, the music that I love. But as far as the stuff that shows up every day, it's it's my business world. It's you know a little bit of my family, but mostly business world. And uh, and it didn't start like that, but that's certainly what it has become. So now let me ask you this: you let's say like like I have again, I've been playing around with digital products for some time, and I've had um, launched some things and had some good success with some, and some things that didn't do so well. But I've I've had ideas and you know this 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 and this. What would what how would you like? let's say someone has no idea how to get into the online space. They have no clue. They're a physical therapist, but that's it. That, I mean, not that's it, but that's what they are. And they have no products. How do they go about finding a product to create a course to create a, a, a challenge to sell? What is it? What is it that they want to start thinking about to, to come to a, an idea of this is something that, that people will buy. Yeah. So it's a great question. And, uh, to be truthful, I would say that would be the last way that I would approach it at all. So I would not say like, so what we teach people, and this is, we found this to be true over and over and over again is stop thinking about your own idea and go ask the people that already work with you, have worked with you or in your circle and ask them what they want. 
And this is the biggest mistake I see with, with uh, healthcare professionals in particular, because we get trained to be experts. Like you're the expert at the human body, you're the expert. And we're really good at what people need to do for their body. But I don't know if you talk with a lot of people, you'll find out a lot of them don't want what they need, right? Like I, I need to eat healthy. I also want cookies every single day. You're going to try to sell me kale when I want Oreos. I'm not buying from you. Like I'm not interested, right? Even though I know I need it, I don't want it. Now, if you came to me and said, Will, what do you want? Well, I, I want to be able to eat Oreos, uh, but I also want to lose weight. Great. Well, now I could, I could think about, hey, I'm going to sell you a nutrition plan that allows you to eat cookies while you can lose weight. Holy mackerel. That's what I've been looking for, man. That's what I want. And so your idea is the killer of your own business when it comes to this online world. And in reality, we're so lucky, you know, we go into physical therapy and the reason people don't want physical therapy, like you have, like for me, it's, it's, it's so obvious. Like why, what do you mean people don't want physical therapy? People want physical therapy when they need physical therapy. No one wakes up healthy and goes, you know what I want to do today? I want to go to physical therapy. That would mean that I woke up injured in, in pain. And that is why I want to go there. Because that is the association of physical therapy, to want physical therapy, right? So we're so lucky because we came out of a hospital system that it was trained for us to teach people why they should go to physical therapy. And now we're, we're an essential service in that, which is awesome. But when it comes to selling it, it's so, it's just so backwards to be like, people are going to want this. People want it after they need it. No one wakes up and goes, oh. That would be like wanting to go to, no one wakes up healthy without tooth pain and goes, oh, dude, I want to go to the dentist today. Let's do this. We're in the same boat. It's all about yeah. solving pain and discomfort. That is what the association is. And so if you think about it that way, well, I, I want to make a course about solving back pain. Does anyone really want that truthfully, right? Or do they want something else? And this is where I always tell people, uh, if you want to have a digital product, the very first thing you should do if you're a physical therapist is you know a lot about, you should know a lot about exercise. You should know a lot about health. You should know a lot about ways of helping people without putting your hands on them. Like we all have that education. If I'm you, like if I'm anyone out there and you want to make more income, the very first thing I'm doing is I am selling my time in exchange for uh, helping people, coaching them digitally, virtually through Zoom, through whatever. And I'm not even providing physical therapy services. I'm providing coaching. And, and consulting. And it's, oh, but that's more of my time. Yes. But when it's an individualized custom solution, people will pay 500, 1,000, 1,500, $2,000, $3,000 plus dollars for your help. If you know how to communicate effectively with them on the phone. And if you can do that, why would you, why would you focus on a digital product that you don't have hundreds of people begging to pay you when you can go find five people who will pay you 1,500, $2,000. And now you've just made $10,000 more a month. When it makes sense to have a digital product or an online product, truly a product, a course, program like that, is when you have so many people who are asking you, when are you going to have a program? Hey, when are you finally going to put together a program? Or you have all these people at your clinic, and let's say a lot of them leave, and they don't, uh, they don't come back and work with you for six months, but you know there's this period where they need help, right? If you don't have an active existing customer base, you do not want to spend time into online products. The only thing you want to spend time into is asking them what it is they want and would they want an online product. If they tell you no, it doesn't matter how good your idea is. And I say that to everyone because I've just watched so many people go, well, what course platform do I get? Should I get this? Should I, get, I got this great idea and they have this great idea and they come to me later and they're like, 
well, I spent six months making this thing. It's it's almost perfect. I got all the videos edited and, and I'm ready to sell. I'm like, great, who are you going to sell it to? And they're like, I don't know. It's like, well, it's business, right? You don't, you, like, would you go to the marketplace? Okay, here's here's an example, right? If, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, let's let's imagine this you you're going to a marketplace an outdoor marketplace and you you're it's it's in a let's say it's in a fake country and in this country they have a culture where they hate apples they just absolutely hate apples for whatever reason they don't like apples everyone else is selling fruits right you show up with apples and you're like man I, i've been spending two years perfecting these apples the seeds are perfect right like they're so good oh my gosh i'm gonna blow people's minds and you show up to the marketplace and you, you even like get a stand and you're ready and you're like it's going to be amazing. It's the biggest day. Like I'm ready. You even bought a big like wallet thing to be able to hold all the money you're going to make. And you're like, Hey, apples, apples, apples. And it turns out people hate apples. It doesn't matter how good your apples are. They don't want them. Right. And so I I just want people to know that because my biggest thing is I want people, I, I, I value people's time more than I value their money. And I want people to make the best use of their time. And the best use of your time is not going and building some idea of a course when you don't have people telling you what exactly it is they want. I love it. And, and are people really used to buying courses yet is, is what's the market and not in a physical therapy world, but just in the general market, online courses have, have grown tremendously, but is it something people are quite used to doing yet? Or maybe they're going to be more used to doing it now post COVID. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I think, so obviously the online education industry, I'm pretty sure is one of the top five booming industries. Uh, Just think about it right now in terms of why do people pay for it? It's, you know, you just have to look historically for almost all of human existence. Access to information was a problem. How do I get access to information? How do I get access to books, right? That's why libraries existed. That's kind of why universities existed. You had access to a small group of people who had access to a small amount of information that they could read and then transfer over to people and that could exchange new ideas. And that's how innovation happened. Well, now we live like, it's crazy to think in a matter of 50 years, it's completely flipped. There's far more information that we can consume than we know what to do with. And so people aren't buying online courses and online education for, I need access to more information. So if that's the thinking of why you're going to make a course, that doesn't make sense. That's not logical. People can find, and here's the cool thing. Everything that you know, somebody else has already taught for free on YouTube or somewhere else. I promise you. No, but the way I do it is different. Nope. I promise you it is out there somewhere on earth on the internet. So don't be married to your thinking of, I know everything. What people pay for is they pay for organization. They pay for structure. They pay for accountability and they pay for trust. Those are the four core reasons why someone would buy something. So why Stephen, would I, you know, it's like, Stephen, you might have a course, but then it's like, well, I could also go to YouTube. Well, your course, the reason your course is helping me, just like the same reason we have a textbook. I have an example of this in one of our programs, which is if you wanted to learn everything about everything that you needed to know about uh, car mechanics, right? About car uh, doing uh, car repair, right? Would you rather have the one textbook that has the thousand different research articles on car repairs in one book? Or would you rather go on a two-year journey across all the libraries in America to find those thousand articles, which one would you rather do? A. A. That's a real-life example of 70 years ago before the internet, by the way. It's why we pay for a textbook. You don't pay for it because it's new information. You pay for it because someone did the work to filter it into structure, 
organization and trust. Trust that somebody out there went and found those thousand articles and put them into one place. And they actually worked it out and said, hey, this is the best method to do this. That's why we do it. It's only going to become more and more important that we find these trusted sources because I don't know about, you know, I don't know the data, but like every day on YouTube, it's something like millions of hours of new videos going up every single day. Right. And so you have to look at, but that's what makes it even more important is your ability to sell. It's not the idea itself. It's not the product itself. It's your ability to communicate trust in the structure and organization to help someone that is going to sell for you. I love it. So sounds like asking questions, polling people, your, your, you know, your audience, whether it's your email list or whether it's your Facebook group, you know, getting, getting that information from them and then creating what they want instead of creating something that you're passionate about that no one else might be passionate about. Yeah. If you want to be a real hustler, here's, here's some old school hustle mentality. So get those yellow pages out, get the yellow pages out. If you're like, I don't feel comfortable asking people if they need help for physical therapy. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. My name is Will from uh, Stephen Dunn Physical Therapy Services. Um, hey, we're putting together a real quick uh, survey and, and I would love just two minutes of your time. Would that be okay if I could ask you just some questions about back pain and neck pain? And a lot of people are gonna go, no, I'm busy. Okay, but the ones you get on the phone, the ones you get on the phone, they're gonna give you all the information you ever need to know. Hey, Mrs. Johnson. Hey, do you know anyone in your family who's had back pain? Yes or no? Yep. You're typing it out or you're writing it out. Okay. Uh, what's the what's the number one thing you've seen suffer in their life because of that back pain? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Write it down, right? What do you think would be the biggest reason to help them want to get out of back pain? All my marketing material for the next 10 years and those phone calls happens, right? And a lot of them will go, oh, do you actually help people with that? Because then I'll refer them to you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And so that's... Um that's a great message of, of, you know, as we're talking about digitally, there's always this thought back to old school, this thought back to picking up the phone and the, the yellow pages. And, uh, and that, that was not, that was not a part of what I was expecting to hear today. And I love that. Again, that's the beauty of, of, um, of having these conversations um, and listening to what, and, and, and some of the questions I asked you, I, I knew the direction you were going to take because I've been listening to you and I did that on purpose. Um, and I love it because you said exactly the, uh, what I wanted to hear. Um, and the more that it's heard, the more it sinks in, the better it is. Um, because that's a common theme is that we are very um, passionate about what we do. We have an idea of what people want and then you build it and then, then no one's buying it. And that's happened with me. I've built two courses where people were very excited about the information, had lots of people interested, got, had people sign up for both of them on a beta course. And then as I went to relaunch the second course, it was a little bit of a different scenario. And I was like, huh, what's going on here? I got my testimonials. I did it. Right. I, I, I kind of did what I thought and then, and it didn't work. And then I kind of let it get to me, you know, and then all of a sudden I started making different decisions based on that, uh, that kind of like oh, that rejection. Right. And then it was very easy for me to just focus on my studio, my business, my brick and mortar, because as long as I'm cranking out patients here and seeing people here, then life is good. Um, and so it took away from my time to grow my online businesses. Well, that's a part of why I brought Andy in so that I can start growing my online businesses and him be the guy working and seeing the patients and, Andy's in a situation where he's going to be buying into my business. So not only is he working, seeing the patients, but he's also going to be a part owner of it. We're, we're offering him an ownership and we're and starting to talk about that. But my point of that is, is that I'm now, I've always been the guy doing all the work, 
seeing the patients. And that had to happen for everything to flow and work. Well, now Andy's going to be seeing the patients. I'm going to be seeing a handful a week instead of so many. And I'm in a position where I'm going to start growing my online businesses. But I need to kind of step back because I've already got some products. And I need to step back and look as I grow. Do I put more time in those or do I grow new products and a new route and a new direction and a new way. And uh, and that's kind of a, a part of what I want to learn as my time is shifting. And COVID's taught me that my time is different. I have a different perspective uh, time now than I did before. And I don't want to come back to the clinic seeing 35, 40 people a week, which I have done for years. And I love seeing patients and I love that interaction. But I'm now just looking for a better way, a better model, a, a one-to-many model instead of a one-to-one model, which is my business has been, you know, we've been open 15 years and very successful in a one-to-one model. But now we're at a place where it's like, mm, we need more. And if another pandemic hits, you can't just rely on in-studio work, in-clinic work, um, because it's really been rough seeing that amount of income just go away, not just from me, but also from the seven uh, instructors that work for me that see, cli- see clients and and see classes. And so what we've done, and we're in this process where we're shifting and pivoting, and this has been a fun process for me, is we've started doing virtual Pilates classes. And in the process of filming those virtual Pilates classes, where my teachers are getting paid and they have people showing up through Zoom, we're also then recording those classes. And we've taken those recordings and put them into a membership where people can buy them on a monthly membership. And we're just repurposing something that's already being done and a lot of people are like, eh, I'm not ready to come back in. Well, here's a, a membership opportunity where you you already know our instructors. You already know me. You already know Andy. Here's about here's about 70 videos that we put in one site that you can have access to. And again, we have a, our audience that already knows us and loves us and trusts us that we're having these conversations with right now. And it launched just recently, like about two weeks ago. So it's brand new, but it's been very fun to, to be a, an end brick brick and mortar business and shift to a new online model in a way that all my staff, Hey, any of these memberships you sell, you'll get 50% of the monthly fee. So therefore they're filming and creating content for it, but yet they're also being incentivized to go sell it to their family and friends all over their Facebook. And so it's just been a really fun process, but that's something that we didn't have really the plan on doing it that way. It just kind of happened. And it's happened as a reaction to what's going on in the world right now. And it's been fun. And has it paid for itself yet? No, but that's okay. It will. But it's been a process that's been really kind of unique and organic to us. And we've really enjoyed it. But with that said, there's so many other ways and so many ideas that you can make money online um, digitally. And, you, and, and you're a perfect example that you don't have to do it in your, like you spend however much money on a PT degree and you're making money not on being a PT advisor, but how to how to teach PTs and other professions, basically how to run a business. You're a business advisor now. You're a business coach. And that has nothing to do with PT. You're just a guy that happened to spend his money on PT degree. And you know what we need as PTs. You know where we're lacking in our information. So I love that, that you've taken some information like PT school, a lot of information. And you're like, this isn't for me. I can figure out a different way. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I, I give you kudos, man. I, I, Cause I love PT. I love seeing my patients, but stepping away. And now like I've had a few coaching calls where I've coached a guy for two hours on the phone for, you know, a couple hundred dollars an hour. Cause he just wanted to see my systems. That was just as fun as any patient I've ever worked with showing them all my systems. So all of a sudden I realized, huh, 
I could sit at home on, and I don't mean sit at home. I could be at home on the computer coaching people and not in the clinic. And actually it's just as much fun, mm-hmm. even though I'm impacting that one person that he's going to then go take to his business and impact in, in multiple ways. So that's been really fun. But with that said, man, well, I'm, I'm about to go have to go cause I have a client coming in. Um, let me take this off. What is the way for people to reach out to you and get more information for you from you about any of the stuff that you uh, and Alex do? Yeah. Uh, the easiest way is you can friend me on Facebook, uh, just Will Boyd, or you can uh, follow me on Instagram, Will Boyd PT. Uh, those are probably the two best ways. We have a Facebook group, Healthcare Digital Marketing. I know we're going to change the name in the next few weeks, so uh, I'm not exactly sure what the name will be. Uh, with that, we're, we're actually asking our people, which so practicing what we preach. Um, I love it. But yeah, feel free to follow me there, or friend me, or just shoot me a message. I'm happy to happy to respond. Well, Will, I really appreciate your time, man. I, I know it's we, we've been, again, digital friends for some time. Um, I always appreciate the knowledge and information that you're, you're providing, the value that you're providing. And I really appreciate, appreciate it as a physical therapist who had to learn how to run a business a few years back, who didn't know how to run a business for 10 years. I survived, but I've really been running a business different. And it's for people like you and, and the people that are willing to step out and teach and educate that, that really make this, um, this journey worthwhile. So I really appreciate that. And I thank you for your time and all the great things that you were doing and, uh, and keep doing, man, keep doing, keep doing and keep moving forward. Dude. Thank you, Steven. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. You have a fantastic day. Uh, thanks for those that hopped on Ray, Andy, I can't see anyone else, but appreciate y'all and y'all have a fantastic day and we'll see y'all soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, could you do us a favor and leave some love and write us a review? My name is Stephen Dunn. I help physical therapists incorporate Pilates into their physical therapy practice. If you would like more information on how you can incorporate Pilates into your physical therapy practice, then like my Facebook page, Pilates for PTs.